COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up two to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. And here joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, Heartland of America. I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. All right. Um, hope you guys are having a very good one. Um, Going to continue to try to get you episodes by hook or crook. Um, I was trying to do to record a lot of them on Sunday. Um, I was able to record the one for, you know, our second podcast. I was able to get all those episodes out um, by by the beginning of the afternoon. But then when I but then when it was around two three o'clock when I was ready to 
finish the episodes for this podcast. Um, I had I had some neighbors a couple couple blocks down, or no, not a couple blocks down, a couple houses down, that were blasting music from like 2 p.m. to like almost eight. So I couldn't really, I could only really get squeeze out one episode. Like my neighborhood is just getting worse and worse. Like you know, everyone like it's it's an area where you know it's it's pretty dense and everybody on the block has everyone on the block including myself owns a car so when i get home um i'm having to scramble from for parking at 6 15 6 30 you know after working an entire day so i just i, I get home after a, a week of, of work and i'm just like i'm utterly exhausted but by hook or crook whether i have to do these episodes whether i have to record these episodes um allegedly at work i'm gonna get you the three so let's let's talk about this let's talk about mso cannabis in illinois versus uh a more free market in michigan and we have to note that michigan has been having medical cannabis for close to 15 years now i think they legalized in 2008 so that's 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 a little bit of context here and i'm pretty sure we'll see articles in the future about about um, Massachusetts versus Maine's recreational market or Massachusetts versus New York. I'm sure we'll see articles like this. Midwest marijuana. Of the two local states where recreational weed is legal, Michigan outpaces Illinois in many areas. Let me make sure my mic is doing what it should do before going on. Y'all can hear me, right? All right, good. Okay, let's, let's, let's go through it. So this is from the Chicago Tribune, and it's written by Robert McCoppin. So let me read the title again. Of the two local states where recreational weed is legal, Michigan outpaces Illinois in many areas. All right, let's go. Pure Michigan may invoke visions of beaches and cherry pie to some, but for cannabis consumers, it means clouds of smoke and bargains on weed. Yeah, and I mean, I have friends of the show that, that grew up in Illinois, I mean, that live in Illinois, and they allegedly and they allegedly have to go to Michigan to get any cannabis worthwhile. Um, we face a similar battle here in Massachusetts where, you know, the cannabis market is mostly these sort of multi-state or organizations or operators um, the price to establish a cannabis store is very, very expensive. And, you know, for all the expenses and for all the regulations that Massachusetts does, the product that you get at a recreational store or even a medical one at this late date is lacking compared to what you can get from small growers in Maine. And you have a lot of people that are medical patients in Massachusetts that, that make the drive to Maine to get cannabis worthwhile. So here in, in Massachusetts, we definitely feel your pain. We do. We're going through the same thing. All right. Pure Michigan may evoke some visions of beaches and cherry pie for some, but for cannabis consumers, it means clouds of smoke and bargains on weed. The state's brand is clear in the online social media site Reddit, which features a page dedicated to Illinois marijuana users who often make longing references to Michigan cannabis scene. And I've been to Michigan and I've experienced their cannabis as, as I've been saying the past four years. It's again, I mean, I would, 
I mean, I've had cannabis, I've had edibles from California, I've had um, edibles from Washington State, and it holds its own to those. So um, I, I remember when I was at that cannabis cup a couple of years ago in Michigan, like I was able to get these like these amazing brownies and cookies. It was like four for 20 and it was, they were like 70 milligrams, 80 milligrams for, for pop. You know, there's just there's so much good edibles, there's so much good weed. Like, again, I was able to get like joints for, for very, very cheap. I think I was getting like, I think I got like, like three of them for like 15 bucks. At, at one of the through one of the vendors it's, it's crazy the cornucopia and variety that michigan has and I, I i've experienced it firsthand so definitely check it out if if, if you want a good weed the state's brand is clear in the okay so i already read that why can't illinois be like michigan wrote one commenter never shopping in illinois again wrote another appreciate the hospitality in michigan nothing even close to this good in illinois the two states are the only ones in the Midwest that have legalized recreational or adult use marijuana. At almost the same time, Illinois in January 2020 and Michigan the month before that. Well, Illinois has a social equity plan that Michigan lacks, the Wolverine state has surpassed the prairie state in many ways. Despite Illinois having a larger population of nearly 13 million compared to Michigan's 10 million, Michigan had slightly higher sales of medical and recreational cannabis combined in 2021, with both states near 1.8 billion. Michigan had more than 1,500 adult use businesses as of July, while Illinois had only 21 operating growers and 110 real retail stores. Dang, son, like they're they're doing even worse than than Massachusetts. I think we have like. I know we have over 200 recreational stores. I don't know if it's gone to 300 or 400 yet, but I know that number is over 200. But again, we only have like 7 million people. So um, take that for what it's worth. But wow, 110 million for, for, for 13 million people. That is just, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. Though more are on the way. Illinois require applicants to go through a complicated draw-out draw application process, resulting in numerous lawsuits, though the process has been simplified for the future. In free market Michigan, if applicants meet the criteria and have local permission, they get licensed with no limit on the number of businesses. All right. I mean, I, I mean that's good other than the no limit on the number of businesses because an unscrupulous MSO and I, I'm, I'm because Michigan has been sort of ran by caregivers and small businesses. I, I don't think the people really have an appetite for the MSOs, but an unscrupulous MSO could could take advantage of the new limits and and buy out the smaller growers. So you've got to be careful for that and watch for that. But again, I mean, the people have been of Michigan have been consuming craft cannabis for 14 years, so I don't think there's a massive appetite to really give these MSOs a lot of, of, of oxygen because the people are used to having real weed from people that actually love the plant, people that actually love making edibles, people that actually put time, effort, and energy and passion into their, their craft instead of just naked dollar signs. Illinois required applicants to go through a complicated and draw out application process, resulting in numerous lawsuits through the process 
has been simplified for the future. In Free Market, Michigan, if applicants meet the criteria and have local permission, they get licensed with no limit on the number of businesses. Perhaps the most glaring difference between the state is price. The much greater competition in Michigan has led to a wholesale cannabis flower prices to collapse. Next page. Sorry about that. Mixed up a page. Bear with me one moment. I, I jumped from page three. This is my fourth page. Yeah, I'm, give me one moment. There we go. Perhaps the most, perhaps the most glaring difference between the states is price. The much greater competition in Michigan has led to wholesale canvas flowers to collapse nearly 75 since January 2020, with a pound selling for less than a thousand and ounces going for less than a hundred. In Illinois, by contrast, a hundred might buy a fourth of an ounce. Indeed, a recent analysis by Industry Watchdog Gronin found that Illinois has the highest prices among the nation's 19 adult use states. The high prices keep the majority of canvas sales in Illinois on the illicit market, according to Anderson Economic Group. The prices also drive some customers on road trips to stock up in Michigan, where they say that the product is often better, though it remains illegal to take it out of state. And keep in mind, you have people, people have to drive through prohibitionist right wing Indiana to, to get to Michigan. You got to keep that in mind, people. So people are willing to risk life or limb to not buy Illinois cannabis. That, that speaks volumes, people. The differences are unbelievable, said Cole Preston, host of the Chill Noise Cannabis Podcast. People are frustrated. Most cannabis users in Illinois are saying, go to Michigan for your weed. That's why, like, on the Boston Cannabis subreddit, like, almost every other post is, like, drive to Maine. So we, we go through the same stuff here in Massachusetts. In response to, in response, Illinois officials point out that the state has issued 88 craft brewer licenses 185 dispensary licenses, and more infuser and transporter licenses that have yet to open. That means that the next year will be one of, one of incredible growth and momentum, says Christopher Slabby, spokesperson of the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulation, told the Tribune. He emphasized that under the state-controlled release of business licenses, the newest licenses are 100% owned by social equity applicants, with at least 45% majority owned by people of color. The states define social equity applicants as people with past low-level marijuana charges, or those from areas most harmed by the war on drugs, marked by poverty or high arrest for marijuana, which typically designates most Black and Latino neighborhoods. But facing long delays in licensing, rising costs, and difficulty in getting funding, none of the new social equity license holders have opened for business yet. Only one African 
American and four Hispanics had an ownership interest in Illinois dispensaries uh, as of last year. In Michigan, regulators don't consider diversity when issuing licenses. The state did recently start a voluntary program to promote diversity in business plans. Illinois regulators note that COVID disrupted the state's licensing plan and say that the state's limit on licenses offers some protection against drastic price fluctuations and market saturation seen in other states. No, that's just crony capitalism. They want the powers that be, the local officials, the people stamping off these licenses, they want their cronies to have exclusive crack and access to the, to, to the licenses. They want their buddies that pay for their campaigns to, to get in line first. They don't want the average Jane or average Joe really having that much sway or influence over the market. So again, they artificially stifle the market to help their cronies. Let's keep it a buck. Miss me with that BS of, oh, we have to, we have to prevent market saturation and fluctuation of prices. The point of legalizing is to get justice or drug war victims and to clamp down on a black market, to clamp down on the underground market, to bring revenue to the state. And the only way you do that is you price it competitively. While cannabis remains illegal under federal law, the differences between the two states are a consequence of how they started. Michigan used voter referendums to legalize medical marijuana in 2008 and recreational cannabis in 2018. It largely followed the path blazed by other states where voters legalized the plans such as California, Colorado, Oregon. Those states have issued thousands of licenses, resulting in a booming industry creating many jobs and hundreds of millions of dollars in tax revenues. But oversupply leads to low prices. We have to, yeah, we also have to keep in mind the history, like like they said, like um, much much like where I live, Maine they legalized medical in the '90s, so there's already been people growing weed and and selling it for two decades, and Massachusetts, our first real dispensary, our first real medical one, opened 2015, so you already have expertise that has been doing it for decades in Maine as opposed to Massachusetts where it's been your street pharmacists doing it and it's been more of an underground thing and, and the way that they set up the laws it favored the people with deep pockets and the MSOs so history is going to be a big part of it you know those west coast states have been doing it since the 90s as well all right Let's continue. It largely, okay, I already said that. So we're on page six right now. Excuse me. Consolidation and some closed businesses. California in particular is wrestling with more product grown and sold illegally. In contrast, Illinois was the first state to open a legal recreational market through legislation. That meant that lawmakers could write the law to promote greater diversity, but the law allowed a few existing medical cannabis companies to dominate the market. They got nearly a three year head start selling adult use pot while social equity applicants were delayed. Both states let people clear low-level 
marijuana convictions from their records. But Michigan is more liberal in several other aspects. While Michigan allows for residents to possess 30 grams of marijuana, about one ounce, Michigan per permits possession of two and a half ounces. Michigan also allows home delivery of cannabis to medical patients. It has one overseeing regulatory agency rather than several. It has a special events license to allow for public consumption at concerts and other happenings. Michigan also has lower taxes with just a 16% tax compared with Illinois taxes that can run as high as 45% in Chicago. Dang, son. While cannabis taxes in Michigan go primarily to roads, schools, and local governments, in Illinois, it is earmarked for rebuilding communities, to law enforcement in municipalities, and to fight substance abuse. Michigan has not been without problems as it issued a recall for an estimated $240 million worth of marijuana last year after tests found mold contamination. With an unlimited number of businesses, just as most industries allow, Michigan now faces a huge oversupply of cannabis with the potential supply exceeding sales by more than five times. Michigan cannabis attorney Bob Hendricks said, people who get into this are super risk tolerant. But if you like the adrenaline rush of what is it going to be like today, then you're in the right industry, end quote. Jeff Ramias, owner of Beechcraft's events, recently organized a concert and weed-friendly gathering at a racetrack in Hartford, Michigan, which had not one but, but two consumption areas, one primarily for smoking and the other for dabbing or inhaling concentrated canvas with a joint rolling contest and prize giveaways. Ramias sees the event as similar to the beer and wine fest that occur all over Michigan, with cannabis growers providing a personal artisanal, artisanal touch similar to microbreweries. But Michigan had a bumpy start, with some local prosecutors charging and convicting growers with breaking the law. The city of Detroit only recently began its business licensing process after being held up in court by two years. And from the perspective of the licensed business operators in Michigan, attorney Denise Polisela said that Michigan is an example of how not to create a cannabis industry. No, I, I, I think they're doing a way better job than Illinois. The state allows more than 20,000 caregivers to grow up to 72 plants at a time without lab testing their product or tracking its sale as licensed dispensaries must do. That's a good thing. Um, you know, thousands of years ago when people were growing and, and, and bartering weed, we didn't need lab tests. We didn't. I think, I, think, I think they should be there, but I don't. But we've gone without the, them for thousands of years. And Michigan is one of, has one of the best medical markets in the country. So I, I think they must be doing something right. But again, let's continue. Speaking at a Benzinga Cannabis Investor Conference in Chicago last year, Polisea said that Michigan created an almost state-endorsed illicit market, and that's a good thing. Caregivers made a lot of money without normal business constraints, but so many people got into the industry that, val that the value of the business crashed and people are getting out, Polisea said. Carpet growers have pushed for limits on caregivers. Mel Melissa Wagmon President of the Great Lakes Region for Cresco Labs, who oversees operations of both states, described Illinois as having a sustainable market 
excuse me, and said prices in Illinois have come down about 10% over the past year. Yay, 10% off off a off a hundred dollar quarter. Woo! She said she's excited about new dispensaries opening in the future, saying they'll make a huge difference. Th that will be a catalyst for growth. We'll see. End of article, people. This is what happens when you allow monopolies in your market. This is what happens when you allow crony capitalism in, in, in your cannabis markets and you make it all but impossible for the small growers to get in, the small caregivers to get in, and people that actually like, love the plant and love the culture of the plant and want, want to create a good product for its own sake. But that's all I have to say. Um, um, I hope you guys have a good one. Um, we got to keep fighting for the small grower and the average thing and the average show. And uh, peace out, ciao, and stay medicated. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.